Mindset is everything, especially after transitioning after 15 years in the military. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Michal here. And today I have my special guest on the True Transformation podcast. He's ex-military. And after finishing his service, he decided to be entrepreneur. Let's hear the story directly from him. Dominic, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much, Mikhail. It's a privilege to, to meet up again after so many years when we originally crossed paths. So, uh, yeah, delighted to be with you. Yes, well, I need to say that I know Dominic for, well, I would say about like 15 plus years. Yeah, and, very much. Uh, before the gray hair came in before yes well <laughs> before the gray hair exactly and uh, yeah it was a great time back then as it is now and uh, well i know a lot about you but uh, the listeners uh, they don't dominic uh, will tell us about your this part of your life where you well completed your service and uh, when you went back to life after that yeah, I suppose if I suppose I go a little bit upstream and and look at the circumstances to to why I decided to leave, uh, you know, my Air Force career behind, because because it was a little bit earlier than I'd originally planned. And I think, you know, when you're in the military, when you first go in and you're fully committed and you're excited and you're a young man, it's very much a, a whole being commitment. You know, you you invest so much of yourself into that career. And, and not just about the work side of it, but, you know, your whole social life, your family, everything's intertwined. So so for me, when I joined the military, it was that whole being investment. You know, I didn't think of anything beyond it. I, I put every all my eggs in one basket, really. Um, but I was a young man. You know, I went into the Air Force at 18. By the time I got to 30, you know, I kind of thought a little bit differently. I'd had a lot of experience along that way. And I just came to a point where I just felt I'd grown out of the things that, you know, previously had probably been really exciting and had kept me in. So so the decision to leave in the end was actually quite a rush. I didn't I didn't plan it well, you know, and I, I talk to lots of people now about planning their transition and, and what they decide to do after leaving. But I didn't, if I'm brutally honest, um, I kind of did that that thing where you're getting frustrated with your superiors or you're in a work environment where you're feeling a bit stifled and you don't feel your full potential is being tapped into or brought out so i just in a i suppose not a rage but very much a, a rash moment went right i'm leaving and i didn't know where i was going to leave to i just decided now's the time uh, i'd done 15 years at that point if i was going to stay to the full pensionable amount would have been 22 years and I just couldn't see myself doing another seven years in the frame of mind and the, the, the circumstances that I was in at the time. So, yeah, I, I had to give 18 months notice. So it was still a big decision and still quite a long wait. But, yeah, it was it was it was traumatic in a way, but it was kind of just a pull that I felt I, I had to go. I, I didn't feel like there was a future for me staying in. Well, yes, well, 18 months, that's a long time. 
it's uh, if we think about this now well come on a lot of people uh, in so-called normal jobs they have like two weeks sometimes less sometimes a month maybe eventually three if they uh, well long time with a company and that's it really and for you 18 months i wouldn't call it a rash decision because uh, you could decide to stay at any point uh, is that right well i think you know i could have probably withdrawn that notice to leave but but i think the, the difficult thing that you only know when you when you know right when you find out is once you make that decision to go when you're in an environment which is so all-encompassing where everybody has made that investment the person who decides to leave I, I can almost say you're treated like a bit of a traitor because everyone else is making this you know whole being investment they're fully committed they're in and if you say you're going to leave or you want to do something outside you actually get ostracized a little bit uh, you know and I'm not the only person I've had this conversation with but so I did feel as that 18 months ticked on I was getting pushed outside of the circle that I wasn't as involved in things you know socially you know i say you know it's not just the works thing it's the social side as well so i felt i felt isolated if i'm honest i think in my last 12 months in particular um it was it was quite um it was quite difficult it, it was difficult around the peers around the people i was working with and, and i genuinely felt isolated during that time so it it wasn't the best of of my career and mm -hmm. i look back on it now and i think well i did have good fun i had a good career up to the point you know where it it changed for me and i don't want the last 18 months to kind of dull the memory of that really um, but yeah, the reality was that the last 18 months was, was a difficult time. Also, how did you deal with uh, all that stress? Because, well, technically it's everything the way you knew it was, uh, I would say falling apart because, uh, like you said, you've been pushed away. So you've lost connection where you still could have it and, uh, well, make those friendships stronger but uh, you haven't been accepted uh, anymore and on the other hand you didn't have a place to look towards just yet because you didn't know exactly what to do well how yeah, did it affected I, you well i think you know thrown into the mix there i had a young family um i had two stepchildren who were uh, you know around nine or ten I had two children of my own who who were very young, you know, two and two and three years old. Um, so I felt, you know, I felt a lot of pressure. Uh, my wife at the time, who we're not together anymore, but I think, you know, it put a massive amount of strain on on the family relationship. You know, I'd have to shoulder some responsibility for that because it, you know, we're back in the eighties and nineties, really, where you know men didn't talk about things quite as well as as we do now, yeah. and. And I, you know, I genuinely didn't have those conversations about what are we going to do as a family? Because it wasn't just me that was leaving the military. The whole family was leaving. You know, they we were housed on a military um, accommodation. You know, their friends, the people in the immediate vicinity, everything was tied in with the military. So, you know, I was making the decision to leave. 
but I hadn't had the conversation with my wife and I hadn't sat down with her and said, right, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to settle? Where are we going to work, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I look back on it now with my head in my hands really, because I made all the mistakes that, you know, I'd be advising people now not, not to make, but it, it was a tough time. I, you throw in the family side to it and I felt a massive amount of pressure I, I, and, you know, self-imposed some of it, but actually genuine pressure is, okay, you need to put a roof over your head. You need to find work that at least provides a kind of lifestyle close to what you've got right now. Um, and it was just pressure, you know, it was daily pressure. And of course, when you've got 18 months to leave, you can't go applying for jobs 18 months out and get a job offer because you say well yeah thanks but you'll have to wait a year so you're kind of in limbo you know you you're getting distanced in the environment you're in but you're not yet in a new environment so mentally you know you are drifting you probably idle mind at sometimes you know there's almost a, a degree of self-destruct going on at the same time because you're not committed anymore to the work you were you know as fully committed as you were but you haven't got anything else to commit to either. So all of a sudden that purpose and that passion that you had is now dulled and there isn't anything to fill the void. So it, it is a really tough time. And, you know, I think for anybody who's, who's changing career in particular, and it's, you know, the military transitions, you know, a massive one, but if you haven't found a new purpose, it, it's a really tough time for people. And I think, you know, the mental health side of things, which we'd recognize now, but at the time, that's probably not being recognized with myself. Um, mm. The support that's available wasn't the same, you know, and I think until you go through it, you don't realize just how impactful that can be. So, yeah, lots of lessons learned in that, uh, looking back on that 18 months in particular. Yeah, as well, if I'm listening to it now, it's uh, technically what you are telling me. I hear similar things from people who have depression and who are literally suicidal. And they are telling me, well, I want to take my life. There is no point for me to be here at all. They say exactly the same. What, uh, well, what for you is a history now. And yes, back then there was no chance to go and talk about this to someone because, well, first of all, no one wanted to listen. And even if they did, they wouldn't know what to say and what to do. Yeah, I think that, you know, from my point of view, you know, over the last 20 odd years now, you, you grow and you, you gain a bit of self-awareness and you can recognize yourself and almost as in the third person. But I think, you know, society and the military in particular has had to develop the understanding, the support and everything around supporting the person, um, you know, and there's still some way to go. And, I, you know, I know I know what's out there for people who are leaving the military now. And actually, for me, the biggest the biggest problem for a lot of people leaving is themselves. It's not the lack of support. It's not the lack of opportunities. It's actually themselves mm -hmm. and having that self-awareness and understanding who they are what their purpose is what their passions are and 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 trying to follow that but yeah i think i i come from an age you know you know i'm a little bit few laps laps around the block but i think i come from a generation where we did tough it out you know we didn't have the 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 opportunities maybe to 
to decompress or, or to you know reduce our mental uh, mental stress so i think we found a way you know and whether that's you you build resilience because you've had some tough times if you never have tough times for me how do you build resilience because you're never pressured you're never put in an environment or situation that you you have to kind of sometimes you just have to guts it out so so i think for me you know sport and and exercise was a massive outlet and and while things were kind of falling apart or not quite working for me in in one avenue everything in sport and exercise was just balancing me out and and allowing me to function and allowing me to kind of keep keep moving forward so yeah that i mean i i look back on it now and go god if i hadn't played sport if i hadn't played my rugby if i hadn't you know trained Mm. i you could just get swallowed up by it i think yes probably probably that's what would have happened but likely it didn't even more because uh well you knew where you are and you went to the military for a reason so at least you had a mindset of looking for purpose you see when i speak to young people students for example they on university and they still don't know what they want with their lives i speak to people in uh, well 30s early 30s and they still don't know what they want with their lives and they never had career that they committed to they just skipping from place to place and thinking well i need to find something that will fit me but uh, well i'm not there yet yeah i i mean i've i'm a parent i've got grown up children now and you know i i kind of deal with young people but i sometimes feel that people are waiting for something to come to them and they you know people want things a lot easier now than than i feel you know 20 30 years ago where you had to go out you had to you maybe had to do the mundane job on the way to finding something else you know you had to pay the bills before you could get to what you really wanted to do and, and i do think there is that thing about if you don't know what you want to do go and go and work out what you don't want to do go and do something because even if it's if it's not what you want to do long term you'll just tick it off and go well I've tried it I don't like it I know what I really want to do and I actually think that that trying things that actually just going out working getting into a routine getting up in the morning going you know turning up on time you know turning up in the right kit the right clothing the right attitude mm-hmm. it it shapes it shapes you so that when you do finally get to the thing that you really want to do you're a good person to have in that organization or in that business because you've got all the personal skills sorted out you know you you can you can show up you can be up you can do, you can be yourself whereas some people who i think are just sitting there waiting and not going out and maybe you know starting a career doing something they just haven't got those skills and they are skills and i think they they do need to be sharpened and they need to be honed so you know be a good person first be be an all-round person and then i think that when you find your passion you, you know you'll fly but without those skills mm-hmm. i think um you've got a passion but you can't you can't fulfill it yes well it's uh, basically the way you do small things you do everything so keep yeah. on trying and give your best and you will get there <laughs> yeah like and i always say you know you you don't automatically get your dream job or your absolute job first time round 
you know there are stepping stones there are proving grounds you know you you gotta kiss a few frogs first as the old saying goes you know to, <laughs> to, to yeah. get to where you want you know and I, I you know i remember my my first job i remember the first job i did when i left the military it it ultimately wasn't what i wanted to do long term but i needed to do something i employed some of the skills and the you know the um, expertise that i gained but it was right okay we do this first now we prove ourselves now we learn about life outside the wire uh, now you become you know i i won't use the term civilian because we're never a civilian we're only ever a veteran right so but but you have to learn you have to learn not to be in uniform anymore and who you are without that uniform on without all that structure taken away you have to understand how you react that self-awareness i talked about earlier on so you know when i first left I would say probably the first two years was a learn. You know, I was I was learning every day. It was what's it like to work alongside people who aren't in the military. They don't think like we did in the military. You know, you can't get frustrated with that sometimes. You've got to adapt. You've got to, you know, you, you've got to be a bit of a chameleon and you've got to fit into that new environment without, you know, causing uproar. <laughs> yes, well, so saying that because we are talking here about transition about how you transformed so we know we have the period of last 18 months in uh, in the military and we know it was tough you know you will move straight to the new territory completely new and uh, well you were trying things and testing things and uh, well, then there is this important moment where the transformation happens when it clicks and you know, well, I'm going that way. What about that? When, when did it happen for you and how, how it was? Well, I could look back on it now and say, well, I was lucky. I caught a break. Um, you make your own luck. I, I came out, I got in, I got in, uh, involved in, in management within a, a fitness health club, which I'd come as a physical training instructor out of the military. So it was kind of familiar territory. Um, and I just thought I was doing what everybody did. You know, I, I, I suppose you normalize. And I, I think that's another thing for people leaving mm -hmm. the, the behaviors and what you expect when you're in the military you just normalize that and actually that yeah. behavior and what you've done is exceptional but you don't recognize that when you're surrounded by other exceptional people and i think when i came out um i worked hard i kind of applied my usual mindset and my usual thinking way about going about business um and i got recognized and i got recognized with some national awards which i think at that point i kind of thought to myself actually maybe i am in the top 10 percent. you know i'm you never you never say you're the best at everything but because there's always someone around the corner who can trump you but but i think it gave me a massive confidence boost to say right i'm outside the wire i've landed here i've excelled people have recognized that within the industry that i was working and i think that gave me a massive confidence and and because i think you know, for everybody going into a new environment and trying to change and adapt, there is sometimes that imposter syndrome where you think, you know, you're only one day away from somebody finding you out or exposing you for being above your station sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that when that happened, it was a real boost. And, and that, I think, was the time when I went, right, 
I've done this job. I've worked for someone else. I've helped them grow their business. I've helped their business be successful. And in the same time, I've been recognized. Okay, what's next? So I, I got headhunted. I had an opportunity to go to a higher level and to open up a club and, and do things with them. But again, it was it was a cycle because I did the same thing. I went there, made them successful. And then I was like, right, what's next? And I, at that point, I kind of thought, I I was getting that little bit of frustration that I had in the military where the people I was working for either weren't going to move quick enough or didn't want to go as far as I did with something. And I felt like I'm, I'm not going to get to my potential because I'm having to wait for somebody else to take a step forward before I can follow. So at that point, I went, I need to work for myself. And I think I've been out of the, I think I've been out of the Air Force three years. So, you know, I, I was into the second job, but three years out and I went, I'm going on my own. And again, just like I did when I decided to leave, I didn't have the conversation with my then wife. I didn't explain the implications, the possibilities. You know, I tackled that transition. I'd provided the house. I'd got the income. I'd done all the things that were fearful at the time. And now I was kind of going to go do it all over again. <laughs> I was about to make a decision that was going to have a massive impact on the family. Um, and again, I didn't talk to anyone about it. I just went, that's what I'm going to do. And I just went for it. So, yeah, I think I think when you get that external validation, of your ability or your skills when you're new into a sector or into a job that that can be a massive boost you know and I, otherwise i think you're always questioning you're always wondering am i am i actually any good how would i fare you know if i yeah. went for another job so yeah i think that was the situation for me but you did say something very important in here and it's something that uh, well few people already told me it's not a thing that is happening it's the process with uh, well natural steps that come one after another and that's the the progress not just the change but the progress you know you're on the right track and you're making improvements instead of making the changes and starting well from the scratch something else and that's very important uh, clue in here for everyone who listens don't just try the new thing new company new business new industry just because this one doesn't work just yet make a progression modify it yeah i think i think for me when i made the first move out of the military yeah it was a lot of daunting things you know i, I talked before about the home the family but then actually finding a job that, that at the right level etc I think once you've gone through that, when you have to go through it again, it's okay. You've done it. You know you can go through that. You know you've done it once. You know you can do it again. You, and and I have a you know my own process to how I tackle these things. So I think every time you reinvent yourself or you go for a new role or you go for a higher role, then it, the more times you do it, actually, the easier it becomes. You don't fear. And I think that. You know, the entrepreneurship side of it, yeah, when we all start, there's no getting away from it. Everyone's winging it to a certain degree, right? Nobody has all the answers. You learn something new every day. You're wearing multiple hats. You, you know, the thing you're really good at, that's great, but there's loads of things that you're not. And, and over time, you pick up all these skills. But, you know, it's fair to say that after time, 
your fear of risk, your thought process, your your emotional responses all start to become normalized. Uh, and I and I think I think for me that whole process started going into the military. The next one was coming out of the military. Although in between, every time we get posted and moved around, you know, you have to go into a new environment, new set of people, you, you up sticks, you move locations. So I suppose in a way there's this repeat cycle that you know change is not a problem moving adapting it's just part of your dna um and that's why i think actually people coming out of the military are really well predisposed to becoming entrepreneurs and, and it's not something that they would maybe think of as a first option when they come out but all the traits all the behaviors all the skills of an entrepreneur you you do develop while you're in the military i got no doubt about it well definitely and uh, well you know what the best uh, not uh, just because well you've been there for like 15 years uh, it's something else because uh, well i ask you to tell a bit more about this in a minute because i know you now working with people who are actually deciding to retire and uh, will go into so-called normal life uh, I have similar experiences uh, while talking to professional athletes and they say similar yep. things. They just say, well, it's it's the process and then you have all the skills, you have a mindset and uh, well, you get a job and uh, you treat each another client or another business like another competition that you need to prepare to. You need to get, gather as many informations as, as possible and you need to well build a strategy that will get you to where you want to be. Yeah, and I think much the same as elite sport. You know, I think the parallels of a career ending and, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes careers end, you know, short notice because of injury. You know, people retire before they reach their full potential or they get cut early. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think medical discharge from the military is like a career threatening injury in sport. Yes. And, and actually, I think the people who go to full term, you know, in the military, they do 30 years. They institutionalize isn't the right words, but they become reliant on the things that are around them. And, and they don't necessarily know who they are without those things. I think the people who are forced to leave early. And in some cases, that's because of discipline or that's because of injury or they like me, they just get frustrated. I think it forces you to to be more adaptable, you know, because, mm. you, you know, there's going to be another career. You know, I was still a fairly young man. I was early 30s when I left. So I wasn't at retirement point. You know, if I'd have no, done well, 30, there is yeah. <laughs> a lot of life, uh, professional life ahead of you. When you're in yeah. your 30s, so definitely, well, you can have a whole career uh, by the time you're supposed to retire. So that's that's definitely, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, well, you've learned it the hard way. And now I wanted to ask you as well about the easy way, because, well, based on your experiences, uh, you started, uh, well, not that long ago, uh, you started a new business uh, and you help people who actually are leaving uh, their service to well, go through all this that you needed to go through, but quicker and easier. Tell us about 
well, just the recognition of the problem, problem and how you help those people to get to the, well, I use this term again, uh, so-called normal life, uh, how you work with them. Yeah, so I, I'm now working with, it, well, we, I suppose the term is veteran support. It's for service leavers and veterans who are either preparing to leave the service, you know, much like myself, 18 months, two years before their end date, or people who are already out but are underemployed that haven't found that new purpose, you know, haven't found the what next uh, after their military career. So, you know, I work with a company called Job Oppo. Um, I, I found them randomly i started a podcast at the start of covid which was focusing on stories of people who've made the transition successfully and are into a successful second career and we chat to you know we've over 100 episodes lots of different lived experiences and one of the people that i spoke to gareth williams was a former army uk army and australian army veteran and we got chatting after the podcast and he we kept in touch he asked me to do a little bit of podcasting for their company highlighting work in different sectors for veterans and service leavers and ultimately that turned into a collaboration where he kind of said look we think there's a role here for you and to be honest i, I leapt at the chance because i felt i had the, i had the lived experience of going through that transition without support as well as what i'd learned you know in my time after leaving the service and through setting up my own businesses and, and so forth so it was, a, it was a, for me it was an ideal opportunity to give back to to help the next people we, we use the term you know send the elevator back down for the next guy so if i can provide a bit of advice we we provide employment we provide employability anything related to that preparation that bit of discovery about yourself or actually introduction into a company so there's lots of things that we do um but ultimately it's a community um and the veteran community is unique there isn't another one like it the willingness to help each other and to give back and help the next guy is un unparalleled um i think I, I can't imagine a a group of people who work together at you know i'm going to pick randomly i don't know worked at kpmg in 20 years time they would help somebody else who works at kpmg you know they would have long forgotten that contacts list they'd have moved on and mm -hmm. you know they might hear their old school buddies whereas the veteran community is well it's it's still committed it's still serving each other so you know we i host a, a, an app-based community we have links with employment partners who specifically want to target and, and employ service leaders and veterans um so for me it was great it was a great opportunity it allowed me to to follow my purpose now and that you know and that's ultimately what what we talk about is you know how do you change what what's the new thing that fills the void what gets you out of bed in the morning what gets you excited and um you know i feel quite privileged to be able to do that now perfect that's that's fantastic and that's why i'm going to ask you to send me all the links that uh, well people can use if anyone listens and wants to get in touch with you or with job offer how to contact them because uh, those links they're going to be in the video version uh, in the description and uh, on the podcast website i'm going to include all of them uh, so all people can just uh, get in touch with you directly or with the company whichever they prefer and reach out for help yeah, I think the important part of that for, for my 
view as well is it isn't just about people who are looking for work you know obviously you know someone wants to change jobs yes we can help them with that but it's about the people who who have found work who are happy in the role that they're in and are now ready to give back and actually we've got people joining the community all the time who they don't need a job but they want to do an introduction they want to help somebody find a way into a, a either a particular business or they want to connect them with someone else so you know if anyone's listening and they've served as long as you've served you're eligible to join the community and if you want to give back and you want to network and you want to communicate with other veterans like-minded people for other people's benefit yeah look us up michael i'll have the uh, links up there but that'd be great fantastic that's what we're going to do and uh well yes i think with that positive uh well aspect of uh what you went through we're going to end this interview because uh well i'm going to uh in a minute talk to you about uh, having another interview with you and uh, we'll ask more about uh, professional success in business but that's uh, that will be for the next episode uh, here but for now well dominic thank you very much for sharing your story sharing the uh, story of well a lot of struggle and uh will fight along the way uh okay, so they... for pointing out what's important for people what they should remember about no it's privileged to to come on appreciate the opportunity and and as i always say you know if my lived experience helps somebody else you know when they're faced with the same kind of challenge you know if there's a couple of messages in there then um then that's a good thing yes that's that's the moment when we want to make this world a better place even if we know that we're not going to stay that long here well i'm hoping for a little bit longer <laughs> well yeah well like i said uh, once uh, well first 100 I'm going to leave it all. And the second is not decided yet. <laughs> Excellent. We'll see how it's going to be. Anyway, Dominic, thank you very much uh, for being here with me on the show. Uh, thank you for listening to this conversation. And guys, well, the links are somewhere below, above, around. So look for it and share it with uh, veterans. If you know anyone, they might need it, might want it, might don't even know that they need it. And uh, just from the top of my head, I know already one person that is going to get the link with this interview right after I will post it. So yes, please share it. Well, fantastic then. Thank you very much. Okay. And see you next time. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for listening and see you next week in the next episode. <music>